The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Good morning, everybody. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker, Stock Market Authority. Great to see you all again. Uh, what could have happened did. That's what we're going to talk about today. I'll explain that uh, in more detail. We're going to open the mailbag. We're going to talk about uh, Salesforce, DoorDash, and more. And we're going to go through the Stock Market Authority portfolio. My quest to find the 10 best ETFs to own to make money every single year. We made money last year. Very few people did. And uh, I'm, my, my search continues, and I'll update you on that. But for right now, today's top story. What could have happened did. Stop predicting. And I'm going to attribute that first uh, sentence to my high school football coach, Don LeBrun. I might be romanticizing my fullback career at Concord High School, but I'm pretty sure he said that. Otherwise, I still like it, and uh, I'm using it. What could have happened did. And what he used it for was no excuses. Don't blame the refs. Don't blame the weather. Don't blame anybody but you. And that sounds harsh, but it's also very helpful. And as an investor, I think it's imperative. And I'm hearing from a lot of you that, well, I think the Fed should do this, or the economy is doing this, or inflation is doing X. And then to take it a step further, you predict and go, well, if that domino falls, it's going to knock this domino that way and that domino that way. And by the way, it doesn't work. I see the pros numbers. They try to do it, and it simply does not work. What, that's why I like the charts so much, because the charts, it's simply what is actually happening right now. The other expression I like is trade the market you have, not the one you wish for. And, and I see this happening all the time with people that are in the business forever. What really brought this to bear, I recommend a podcast to you called Trends with Friends. And uh, J.C. Peretz, the CEO of All Star Charts, is one of the, one of the uh, hosts of that. And we're not friends, but I, we've talked several times. He's a technician, a chart guy like myself, obviously, CEO of All Star Charts. He writes a great newsletter, which I recommend. And he put out something the other day talking about your tiny banks don't matter. And that sounds kind of harsh, especially as we've been talking about First Republic going to zero. But his point was, stop extrapolating things that are happening in the banks. You see here on this chart, this is the KRE. This is the Regional Bank Index. It's the small banks. And it looks god-awful because five of them have gone to zero. And there's more coming, in my opinion. Anyway, but I started predicting there. I'm going to catch myself. On the uh, episode 11 of Trends with Friends, he talks about, uh, he brings up this topic and he says, you know, people want to say, well, there's a contagion, the regional banks are going to spread, it's going to infect the other banks, it's going to infect the other markets. And he correctly says that might happen, but it's not happening now. And it's a really, really good point because you can sit there all day long and say i see this going to happen and it's going to impact this sector these stocks 
this part of the economy, and frankly, it just doesn't pan out a lot of the time. So the regional banks are in a world of hurt. We've gone from the the duration problem, the long bonds that that are, that uh, they bought uh, at the wrong time that are now underwater, the deposit outflows that have occurred that have you know brought the demise of so many banks. And, and now we have the deterioration, the alliteration. You see what I did there, all those Ds? There you go. Uh, the, the deterioration of credit is, is, is likely coming, and we're seeing that in the regional banks. But then you go to the next chart, and it's, it's the financials. This is XLF. This is the S&P financial sector. This is the big banks. This is J.P. Morgan, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, Wells Fargo. This looks bad. But it isn't as bad, and it kind of goes to JC's point. You think, okay, the the banks are in such trouble, it's going to permeate to the most logical sector, the big banks, and it really isn't. Uh, J.P. Morgan did a take under of uh, First Republic, bought it for next to nothing, and so the one man gathers what another man spills, and Jamie Dimon has gathered again. So the the region, the big banks are acting okay because, frankly, they are too big to fail. And if something happens, the government is going to come in and prop them up. Now, I think that is damning them with faint praise because I don't think they're good investments. This chart looks awful. Their business is going to get tougher. Their insurance requirements are going north. And the net interest margins, I think, are probably going south. So the point being is that as JC has pointed out, don't start using your biases to to forecast things that might or might not happen in the future. Pay attention to what the market is doing now, what the charts are telling us, what price is telling us, and act accordingly. Next, I'll go to uh, – and, and JC, let's talk some more. I, uh, I really like your stuff. And, and folks, I recommend All-Star Charts, JC Peretz, and everything he does. The um, – the next chart is, is the S&P 500. This is the market. This is the 500 biggest stocks in America. And um, uh, I put this up because I think we're still stuck in this DMZ that I've been talking about between 418, 395. And we don't seem to really, uh, with all these earnings reports, we can't, we can't get out of our own way. Jack Howe from Barron's. I also recommend both of these folks very, very highly. He writes the Streetwise column and is the host of the Streetwise podcast. And he points out this week, this is the kind of reading I do for you on the side, uh, these chatbot-themed stocks, the AI stocks, have added $1.4 trillion in market value so far this year. Is it hype? Probably a lot of it is, but some of it is going to be, be real, and we'll determine the wheat from the chaff at some point down the road. Six stocks have, are uh, responsible for 53% of this year's gains. Only six. Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Meta, NVIDIA, and uh, Salesforce. The 10 biggest are the highest weighting ever. Why do I bring all this up? Because a lot of the pundits, a lot of the talking heads, a lot of individual and institutional investors are saying that's unhealthy. The You can't have, you need breadth with a D. You need more stocks participating. You can't have six stocks out of the 500 doing all the heavy lifting. And that may be true, but then what people are saying is that that means Apple and Microsoft 
uh, have to come down. Maybe the other uh, uh, 494 can go up. I don't know. Now, I tend to lean towards the former. That's, I'll go into that nuance a little bit down the road. But I see this happen all the time. Stop predicting. Stop bringing your baggage to, to the present as you try to anticipate the future. We saw this with Russia. People said, oh, my God, this is going to be horrific. Uh, uh, you know, invading Ukraine, oil is going to go north. Well, oil did go north and then reversed. We went from 125 to, to, to 70 over the last eight months or so. Uh, people are doing the same thing with Taiwan. The Taiwan chart, by the way, looks pretty darn good, but there's a lot of hand-wringing about China invading Taiwan. It may happen, but it hasn't happened, and don't invest like it's going to happen with certainty. There is no certainty. It just, I hate that phrase, the market uh, hates uncertainty. There's no certainty. It doesn't exist. It's a fallacy. It's, it's, it, it, it's a waste of time to even hope for that as an investor. So bad things might happen, but they're not in the charts yet. So uh, please do me a favor. Go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. There's a great video. I think it's a great video. We did it. Uh, how to sell, which, frankly, no one else talks about except for us. And uh, sign up for my free newsletter. And then you get to have, you know, during the course of the week, anything that, that pops into this feeble brain of mine. Uh, if you enjoyed the show and got value out of it, could you do me a favor? Please go to your phone, click on the share button in the upper right-hand corner. It would mean the world to me. And your friends would think you're really cool for turning them on to this great money-making podcast and that is today's top story now now it's time to check the mailbag there's a letter in your mailbox you got mail uh bill from san francisco i seem to be getting a lot of people from san francisco that makes sense Uh, i work for salesforce crm is the stock symbol what should i do with the stock uh this is a big share scoops a name very highly regarded i forget the exact ranking but well above uh above 50 uh, Salesforce has been a horse of a stock for a long time. Mark Benioff is a legendary CEO. So I'll cut, I'll cut right to the chase. I think this is a hold. Uh, I'm not an, uh, enthusiastic about this hold as I might be because take this look at this bottom arrow here that I have here. Yes, it looks like it's, it's, it's taking out new highs or intermediate new highs. The volume is light, and it suggests that it's a place to hide. I think a lot of people are doing that. They're owning Apple and Microsoft and and, and things like uh, Salesforce because they're relatively safe places to hide with lots of cash and lots of cash flow. Great company, uh, you know, big share scoop rankings, as I said, but this is, if the they had a big volume update on the last earnings report. We'll see what happens on this one. My suspicion is the positive surprise happened last time. The activist investor said, okay, our job is done here. He's adopted the Elon Musk mantra of we can get by with a lot less people. Margins go up, earnings go up, people get happy. Um, again, I think it's a, a, a hold. I wouldn't touch it for now. Watch my sell discipline and keep bugging me if you see some, some uh, squirrely action uh, in the company. It's not cheap, 
but it's never been cheap and it's probably not ever going to be cheap given the business model that they've built over the years. So uh, that's a hold for me. Uh, again, not too enthusiastic, but uh, it beats uh, you know owning bank stocks right now, to, to put it mildly. Uh, Mac from New York came in. Uh, should I buy, sell, or hold DoorDash? And this is kind of funny. I said, oh, DoorDash. Okay, let's plug in Door, D-O-O-R. And I go, wait a minute. DoorDash makes money? This chart looks terrific. It's at 11 times. What are you, what are you talking about? I put in the wrong symbol. Door is Masonite. They make doors and, and other building products. And it's just a good lesson there. I made that mistake once. I'll never do it again. Whenever you put an order in, put in the name and the stock symbol. So that way some, some flag goes up saying, hey, do you really mean this? But So here's Masonite growing uh, uh, very nicely, 11 times earnings, hitting new highs. The volume is picking up. And, uh, uh, and frankly, it, it kind of uh, dovetails with what I see going on with the home builders. The home builders look good. Home Depot and Lowe's look god-awful. So uh, the shortage of housing is playing out, but I think everybody in COVID, you know, put in their their uh, backyard fire pit and, and, and fixed up the in-law apartment, and that kind of is over. But uh, I point out mainly to, to poke fun at myself that I put in the wrong damn symbol, but also uh, keep an eye out for, for housing stocks going forward and... Um, uh, again, it, sometimes this happens. You get lucky and you find things that you stumble upon. I go through, again, 2,000 charts every single month. Uh, I like the home builders. I haven't pulled the trigger yet, and I'll let you know, obviously, if I do. Now to DoorDash. Uh, DoorDash uh, is not making money. I don't think it's ever going to make money. I mean, COVID's over. You know, you can go get your burritos uh, uh, yourself. And if you're really lazy, yeah, once in a, you know, if you've got the flu, you might have people delivered to you. But otherwise, uh, it's a bunch of guys with phones in, in, um, in Accords delivering your pizza to you. And it's a tough business. I, it doesn't make money. Uh, yeah, the last earnings report was pretty good. The volume picked up. I think it's more expectations were you know, driven into the ground like the stock has been. So I think it's a hold here. Uh, I'm not, uh, again, not enthusiastic about this. I don't like the business. I've been about to settle as a two-by-four with, with that. Um, but that's what I see going on with DoorDash, and I hope that's been helpful and uh, keep firing these questions into me. Uh, that's it for the mailbag this week. If you want to write into the show with any questions or comments, email me at bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Even better, leave me a voice recording, voice memo, and we can play your question on the show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the, the Stock Market Authority portfolio. I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. And uh, you're listening to Stock Market Authority. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? Then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager, Kevin Bakes Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. 
He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com, making money in up and down markets. And we're back. Now it's time for the Stock Market Authority portfolio. Uh, I'm the only one that does this. I, I listen to all my competitors. Uh, I can't tell you. It's hours and hours a day. And I don't see anybody putting real documented, here's the buy, here's the sell, here's where I'm right, here's where I'm wrong. Maybe I'm a, a, a masochist. I don't know. But I figured the way to have credibility with you folks is, number one, say, I do this uh, uh well, this is the account with my wife, and I recommend these ideas to my sons, Bobby and Jack, who I love. I like you. I love them. So I can't be more transparent, and I can't be more congruent. Uh, I try to find the, the 10 best ETFs that are out there. ETF, exchange-traded funds, uh, the, they own probably 20, 30 stocks in each of them. And I also, for those you know that are new to the show... Uh, the pros hug the indices. So the S&P 500 is pick a number, 28% tech. They're going to be 25% tech, maybe 30% in tech. They're not going to be 15 and they're sure as hell not going to be zero. Uh, they're 11% financials. They're going to be eight or 14, something like that. They probably should be zero because the, the, the uh, whole area stinks. So what I want to do is blow all that up. And I've been in the institutional business forever. So, I mean, I know where the bodies are buried. I like to go dispassionately. I go through 2,000 ETFs every single month, and I find out where there's, there's positive change, hopefully cheapness with positive change, and here's what I've come up with. The other part of this that I want you to notice is I don't have big losses. My biggest loss is 7 8%, and I, I just don't lose a lot of money, and that sounds audacious, but I've been doing this forever, and what I found is that your 20% loss turns into a 40% loss, turns into a 60% loss, and then you spend 80% of your time on your losers. And it's just a bad way to go through life, and it's a bad way to invest, and the numbers just don't work. So I cut my losses short, I let my winners run, and I buy things like Argentina that most people would never even think about. Uh, Just because I go through the chart, I see something going on. Mercado Libre is the number one name here, and it's our biggest winner thus far. Gold stocks, there's not a, a regular portfolio, man- I'm an irregular, irregular portfolio manager apparently, uh, gold looks good, gold is working, gold is going north, we'll talk about that some more, platinum is one of my favorite charts right now, I think that is looking terrific, that's my number three name, uh, uh, and I like, I, we talked about this before, uh, springtime for, for, for Bitcoin, and uh, it started right when the banks started going down, Ethereum and Bitcoin were going up. And I think that's still going to continue. And a little more on that, uh, on that later. We own Mexico. And I think Mexico, MXF is the symbol here. couple things going on there. I think it's uh, the, the aversion to China. The, the reshoring is happening to this, this country. 
but also to Mexico, which has a lot of favorable characteristics to move manufacturing and other things into Mexico. Uh, the Walmart Mexico, the, the, the uh, Mexico Walmart, the stock looks unbelievably good. Uh, couldn't be uh, more enthusiastic about it. And I think that's, uh, that's going to continue. And uh, we own Nigeria. And you go, Africa? Really? Are you kidding me? Uh, young population. I think it's a beneficiary of oil. They have uh, uh, very positive policies in terms of generating businesses. And, and offering visas and, 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 and uh, fostering immigration. And the stock looks like it wants to go north. So that's where I am. We're 22% in cash. I'm looking for two more. Stay tuned in the newsletter and the uh, social media while I come up with new things that, that attract my attention. Uh, and the numbers are working out. Since inception, and I'll update this down the road, we're beating the hedge funds. It was supposedly the smartest guys in the room. Since inception, in the middle of COVID, we're beating it by 3.35 times. We've made much more money than they have. They charge a lot more than I do. Uh, and, you know, we've made money every year. That's my, my mantra. That's my North Star. And that is not what the pros try to do. The pros try to beat the index so they can get paid a small a bonus, and then show up next year. That means when, they're, when the S&P is down 19, they get high-fived by being down 15. I think that's ridiculous. I think everybody and his brother would love to compound positive returns each and every year. I do, my wife does, my kids do, and I hope you do as well. I hope that makes sense. It makes sense to me. Maybe I'm out of my mind. Uh, this year, got to be fair, we're down 11%. Uh, uh, some of the, the stuff that, that roared in, in January and February hurt us, okay? The S&P's up seven. You could do that math. There's eight months to go, and I, uh, I really like my chances. I'll go through recent improvements in the portfolio, new ideas as I see them in the newsletter, on my social media posts, and, and please do me a favor and, and subscribe, follow, and share. That's how we're invested May 10th. I can't believe it's May 10th. It blows my mind. All right, let's get into this week's Bakes Takes. Uh, and I do have two takes. Uh, Charlie from New York uh, uh, texted me as I was driving over here. Bakes, what do you think about the debt ceiling? And uh, uh, I unfortunately stayed up way too late last night watching these politicians. I'm not going to, I'm going to try to keep this civil. Come out of the White House after their aides have sent them their index card with their three talking points that they, 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 they uh, uh, chatter on like trained monkeys. Uh, it's just uh, both sides of the aisle. I have, equal dis- uh, I have just about equal disdain for both the right and the left. Uh, the country is, is, is at risk of defaulting on its debt. It won't. The risk is just about zero, but it's not zero. And to hear McCarthy and Schumer come out, you know, I wanted to punch him in the face. It is a joke. Uh, and the president isn't much better either. So I think this all gets gets settled. There'll be a lot of preening. Everybody has their CYA, uh, uh, you know, talking points and, 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 and stands to put out there. The thing that gives me some pause is the fact that gold looks so good. I don't know how much of that is the banking uh, failures or these morons in Washington. Uh, Bitcoin looks good. Is it the banks or is it the fiscal irresponsibility that these people are showing? 
Uh, the fact that you have the Apples and Microsofts going up, but on anemic volume because they're viewed as, as AI plays, but also cash cows with, with, with fortress balance sheets. But the volume is so light, it suggests to me it's topping off kind of money. You're already 7% in Apple. You're not going to take it to 17 Just doesn't make career sense. So uh, I think the debt ceiling is going to work out. I think it's going to be in the 11th hour. We're going to have to listen to a lot of these, these, these uh, uh, speeches at podiums that just make me sick. Uh, it is going to work out. If it doesn't, then you're really going to see Bitcoin and gold go north, in my opinion. Now, that is a prediction, but it also, I think, is a logical one. And I also have a great chart that's telling me that something is going on in these non-traditional assets, in the case of Bitcoin, traditional in the case of gold. That, um, uh, But my other point is, again, don't predict. Because uh, saying, well, I think that the... the, the uh, uh, Federal government is not going to default, and so these stocks are going to are going to go crazy. Uh, I don't know what's baked into the market. You know, my suspicion is, and that's all it is, that my stance that this is all going to work out is the consensus view. And if that shows up, does everybody yawn and go home? I honestly don't know. So I know how I'm positioned. I know when I'm going to be selling because I have a sell discipline. And um, uh, I'll be watching this over the next month. I guess 20 days is is really the the, the deadline. Uh, So, Charlie, I hope that's helpful. And email, text me if I I can be helpful further. The other thing I wanted to point out was uh, Scott uh, at VolatilityWiz on Twitter put this out, this tweet. And uh, it really kind of hit me. I went through 08, um, and I had forgotten this. Bear Stearns went under in March. And I think J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon, again, talk about history you know, echoing, uh, bought Bear Stearns for a buck. And I'm pretty sure I have that right. It might be a little bit more, but a nominal sum in the midst of the big short going the wrong way. And so Bear Stearns uh, is you know, taken care of. J.P. Morgan and Jamie Dimon rescue everybody. There's a relief rally. We go up 14% into the middle of May. Uh, it's May 10th. You can do this. I don't want to get take these analogs too far, but then Lehman Brothers and other things went south over the course of the rest of the year. I'm not saying that's going to happen again. You don't have the same sort of credit deterioration happening. You don't have the looniness in, in the mortgage market that brought all those down. But the fact that people are saying five banks go under and it's all clear and we're ready to rock and roll, I'm a little suspicious. So... Again, I'm not, I don't have a, 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 an ETF that expresses that view explicitly, but the fact that I've got cash, gold, Bitcoin tells me, the market is telling me through the charts that it isn't all clear, and, and I'm, uh, I'm going to stay that way uh, accordingly. And those are my bakes takes for the week. Uh, as we close out today's show, I always like to end with much needed levity. When I uh, talk about 08 and mortgages and, and credit uh, debacles uh, and the clowns in Washington, uh, I like to you know end with something that makes me smile. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy, a.k.a. Fluffy, one of the funniest uh, stand-up guys I know. 
and is absolutely hilarious. This is 15 minutes. I recommend you click on the descri- uh, on the link in the description below. It's 15 minutes, very well spent, and uh, it is some of his funniest stories, and uh, it'll make you smile, I think. Made me smile. Anyway, that's it for today's show. Uh, please go to my website, Bakes and Stock Market, sorry, StockMarketAuthority.com. Sign up for the free newsletter. If you enjoyed the show and got value out of it, Please go to your phone, click on the share button in the upper right-hand corner. It would mean the world to me. I want to grow, and I want to help more of you. So I will see you soon. Have a great week. Keep smiling. God bless. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.